It's the pigskin preview. I'm Nick Roush. He's Adam Lucky. We're doing things a little bit differently in the luxurious KS office for this wonderful podcast presentation brought to you by our friends at Prospects. We got some winners on Prospects right around the corner. I gave you a winner last week. We're going deep this week, but before we get to that, Luckett, um, I think I actually made it eight straight losses before I rattled off four in a row. Went two and one last week, so we bounced back. I think you won something like 10 in a row and then lost five straight. So, you know, they, these these college football gambling, it just it comes in waves. Just ask our pal Andy Staples. Yeah, you just got to ride it, and you got to weather the storm Well, when the bad times come. So we both kind of, as soon as my hot streak ended, yours started. So I hope your hot streak's not very long so I can get back on, on the horse this this week. Well, um, you'll get back on the horse soon enough. Maybe you'll get on some horses. Um, I'm, this is a very fun college football gambling slate. Um, so I want, I want to mention a couple of the games. I'm going to spare the big one because it might be one of my plays. Um, one game that's not like the big marquee matchup, uh, Auburn A&M is very intriguing to me, Luckett, because yes. – it feels like A&M should whoop their ass, you know? Like, I, I mean, Auburn is not that good at football, but A&M feels like they're very vulnerable in situations like this where they're, they should be a touchdown better than an inferior SEC foe. And I also feel like Hugh Freeze is going to be good in a spot like this. So I don't, I don't really know what to think of that. That, that seven and a half seems awfully, awfully dangerous to take, if, to, to be on A&M's side here. You're right. That's a game A&M should win and needs to win. I think you look at a or Auburn this year, excuse me, their metrics are off the charts. I mean, they're top in the SEC, I think, in net success rate, but their schedule's been bad. They went and won at Cal, but the offense stunk. Um, but other than that, they've just totally waxed the teams they've played there at Jordan-Hare Stadium, but this is a different animal. Going to College Station, I think it's a good kind of test for AM. Where is AM really? Because Auburn, at the end of the day, right, Nick, they're probably right. going to be like a seven and five team. So where is AM? They should be handling a seven and five team at home right now under Jim Mo. So that's kind of where that's at. We're, it's going to tell us a lot, not necessarily about Auburn. I think this game's going to tell us a lot about AM. The, the other kind of sort of indictment game is Alabama Ole Miss. And I wish I could quickly pull up the numbers on the amount of money, but it feels like the public is all over Ole Miss, which just – I mean, isn't that the time to back Saban? Backs against the corner? Um, I know there might be – like this quarterback stuff is weird now, but if you think back to what before, the quarterback situation, it really didn't matter. And I know college football is different now. They aren't just going to run it right down their throat, but – as fun as it is to back Lane Kiffin, this feels like the time to to not hop on that. Uh, I just I, I I would you no uh, I, I I think I'm going to stay away. But if I had to pick a side, it's got to be Bama here. Jalen Milrow's back at quarterback for Alabama. To me, you got to ask yourself this question: Is Jackson Dart as good as Quinn Ewers, and is Ole Miss as good as Texas? I don't no. think so. And no. Yeah, I think not even close. Ole Miss has low-key struggled to run the football this year. They're going to ask Jackson Dart to go win this game, and I don't think he's going to be able to do it. I think Alabama wins here. I think it's a good spot to back Bama, but the number is high. I mean, it's more than a touchdown. they got to win by. So that's a little tricky. 
But I do expect Alabama to win this game. So if you were looking to do a big money line parlay, I would yeah, that, that could be some decent. It's, yeah, it's not. It won't be off the charts, and it could be a nice one mm-hmm. to bump up those odds with your other likely winners. Um, I, there's a couple more. One one more game I want to touch to uh, Colorado Utah. Um, I'm not going to take a gummy and sit back and throw ten bills on it like the Mad Dog Russo is going to, which that guy, dude, it, what a hang. We need to get them have a Saturday with the Mad Dog. That sounds like a hell of a time he's going to have watching the buffs. He's ready to back the buffs. 21 points is a lot of points, but they don't have their best player. I just I, – I, I got on that win total preseason bucket, and I just don't want to have anything to do with Colorado this weekend. That Colorado State, it always felt like the right side, even though I didn't know about them uh, that much last week. I, I just don't know if Oregon's going to be like, – it feels like Shadur can put together some – it just feels like a backdoor by Colorado that like – they can go down 28 nothing, but Shadur and Colorado can score quickly, even though uh, Travis Hunter is their best weapon. It feels like they're going to put it up enough points. I might be interested in the over here, even though it is a little bit on the high side. I want to say it was in 58-ish range, um, but I, I think that might be the way I would be landing here. Yeah, uh, the total's up into the 70s, so it's a high, high. Is that, oh, it's that high. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. We are one win away from Colorado being our first cash of the season win totals. Three and a half. <laughs> Which would be we awesome. Were on the over. <laughs> we are a win away from that cashing. To me, Nick, 21 is a lot of points. The total's pretty high. Uh, if you, we're even looking at player props, they're all, both passers are over 300 yards. I mean, it's a lot. That's just a lot. A lot has to go right on offense. For we're asking a lot. But to yeah. Me, yeah. The value here with me, and this probably is going to be a play in the betting column this week. Ooh. Colorado, Colorado, the last two games has started slow. TCU got rolling on offense in the first quarter. Oregon has come out and got big leads most of their games this year. Ducks minus five and a half first quarter. You get an Oregon lead early, you get a touchdown early, you get a couple stops. That one can cash for you. So I think the value there is probably, to me, we would be looking at Oregon first half plays, whether it's first quarter or the half, or if they get behind early, then jumping on them when the number drops live betting. That, that to me, is where you're going to find uh, value in this game if you're looking for to place a wager or two uh, when this one comes on at 3.30 on ABC. Which this is the part of the podcast where we need to thank Shadur Sanders for helping our prize picks ticket hit last week. Thanks to double overtime and a 98-yard scoring drive. With only a minute to go, if you rode with him, you were able to cash. Uh, I think the line was 341 and a half, and he got to 348. <laughs> and in part, thanks to the, the two-point conversion in the second overtime, you can get on prize picks with us this week. Download the app. Put in promo code KSR. They'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks, 100% of it. So 20, if you just went 20 bucks to sprinkle in there, they'll throw 20 in for you. They're going to help hook you up when you use promo code KSR. All you do is you pick a couple squares, you go more, you go less. We're going more this week. We're hammering the overs. There's, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. Um, this is the first time we've also been able to play with the Kentucky Wildcats. And, well, okay, you chose the quarterbacks. You, you're in on A.J. Swan with more passing yards. I like the Dylan Gabriel choice with Oklahoma. 
I'm a big believer in Arkansas this week as well. But the Ray Davis homecoming, 97 yards. We talked about it on uh, 11 personnel on Wednesday night. But this might be an established run game for Kentucky. And, I mean, Kentucky coaches aren't going to say they're trying to get Ray his, but they kind of want to – I think they want to rub Bainey's nose in it. Like, we got him, you don't. Suck it, Carkley. So I, I had to add that in there. And if you use the power play with prize picks, and we hit all four of these like it, ten times your bet. So we'll, four plays, let's rock them, let's roll them, let's win some money this week. Yeah, I think you look at Oklahoma, Cincinnati, Dylan Gabriel. Cincinnati's got a good D-line, but they're susceptible in the secondary. Um, I think they're going to throw the ball a lot there, so I like him there. A.J. Swan, 215.5. Not a t- lot of passing yards, but I think Vanderbilt's going to have to throw the ball a lot on Saturday. So I would roll with him there. And then K.J. Jefferson, they're going to Arkansas is going to have to score, and it sounds like Rocket Sanders is not going to play. You look at LSU, their pass defense has been bad. Run defense has been good. So I think K.J. Jefferson is going to have to have a big day throwing the football for them to stay in the game. And then Ray Davis, we've talked about. He's gone over 100 twice. To me, it's just how many carries does he get? I think he'll get that number. Yeah. He's just got to get the right amount of carries. And so um, I, we've heard more. Mark Sue's talking about wanting more. to run the football. So more. I think that's going to happen. More. Let's, let's see if it will. Download prospects. Promo code KSR, 100% of your deposit match up to $100. Now to this week's picks. We're doing a little bit better on this side. Like it's, it's, it's returning to the mean. We're getting there. Um, I'm going with the biggest game of the week, the primetime game. And I normally just try to do, like, let's put the math on our side. Let's, let's do something without a bunch of risk. But because here's the, here, up in this point, they haven't been, neither team has been truly, truly tested, Notre Dame or Ohio State. But I'm trying not to overthink it here. Notre Dame's a home dog. And they've got the better quarterback. I like this offense. I know Ohio State did turn it on in the second half there against Western Kentucky and really ran them off like that. That was the first time I think Ohio State fans were like, this is what we're supposed to be doing. They're not necessarily – Notre Dame isn't necessarily built the way that the Michigan teams have been built to beat Ohio State. Really, it's been kind of knocked down, drag them out. So that part I don't like. But the Notre Dame defense, let me read some advanced stats off for you. They're second in success rate, second in EPA per play, and third in yards per play. Uh, oh, excuse me. That was their offense. Their pass defense ranks fifth in success rate, too. So I know Marvin Harrison's good. Uh, Ibuka is really good. But I, I think Notre Dame has enough to get enough stops. That's going to be a huge environment. This is going to be one of the biggest games at Notre Dame in a long time. That place still has some magic in there. And I think this is where Sam Harden asserts himself and says, you know what? I'm a Heisman contender, and Notre Dame, we're going to be in the talks as one of the best five teams in college football all year. So give me Notre Dame and the points at home, a home dog howling with the best quarterback on the field. Yeah, I think to this point, Notre Dame's looked like the better team, and they're catching points at home. So you Right. Like like it's, I don't need to think too hard, right? Like they just – they've looked better. They're getting points they have, at home. I only worry about being a sucker for that. Like is that a stinky line? Yeah. The, what, the big worry I would have is just if, like, Marvin Harrison just takes a game over. If he just has a 12-catch, yeah. 138-yard, two-touchdown performance. He could. Uh, but it's right, a great right. opportunity, I think, for Notre Dame. They really got a chance here. Um, this is a really great spot. So I, And you're get and you getting the insurance with the hook. So you get Phil goal on a hook. So you got to like it there with the Irish. 
get this W Irish look at who you got for your first pickup this week. Yeah, roll dogs are going to be a popular play for us this week. And I, for this, I try to Ooh. stick to power five because of the typical Eastern Michigan roll dogs out there, but we're trying to stick power five here with these three <laughs> picks of the week. I'm going BYU oh. at Kansas. It's actually jumped up to nine and a half. Um, oh, yeah. so you're actually getting a better number than the eight and a half. BYU, Nick, Kalani Sataki as a road underdog at BYU is 13 and four against the spread. They just won outright at Arkansas last week. Kansas has not laid more than a touchdown against a power conference opponent since Mark Mangino was on the sidelines. This is a large number for them to be laying here. I think BYU had, certainly has the better defense. I think though Kansas's defense is still bad. They'll be able to find some offensive success here. I think Keaton Slovis takes care of the football at quarterback. BYU stays within this number the entire game. I think they have a legit chance to win this game, but I like them to keep this one close. So give me BYU – plus eight and a half or nine and a half, depending on where you can get it right now. Uh, BYU show to the, the rookie for the Rams. It's like, oh, maybe maybe they would have stolen a few more games if he was healthy all of last year. That guy's been a stud for them so far. Um, I miss my trends on KS board this week, though, Lucky. Where's, where's our – I need my, my, my trend. They're out there. Uh, I put them out there. I, you just missed it. You got to get on your message board yeah. game. Did you did you hit the football tag? Did you put the football tag on it? Pretty sure. Damn it! I didn't scroll enough because I, I, I like the trends. I love the trend stuff, and it's hard to find. But you do a great job with it. I'm going to do a great job here, and I'm going to ride with one of my winners from last week. And I know it sounds kind of lame to just stick with the team that did well, but North Carolina is facing a pit team. It feels a lot like the Minnesota team that they just put it on at home and handled pretty easily. Jerkovic stinks. That guy's bad. And uh, West Virginia put him in a pretzel. Um, somebody created a highlight video of just all of the Jerkovic awful plays. I just don't think he's good. And to beat North Carolina, you have to score points. Um, stylistically, they're similar, similar. And you think in your mind, like, oh, Pitt's got this good defense. They haven't played a top 50 offense all year. So, like, I just – I know it's seven and a half. I don't like the hook, and I'll probably end up going to the counter and paying for that half point. But give me North Carolina minus seven and a half. This feels very similar. I hope it's not a letdown spot, but they are opening ACC play, so I'm expecting North Carolina to go out there and get it done. Give me the Tar Heels minus seven and a half. Maybe they're just my team this year. Maybe they're just my second team because I just – Pick, pick their games every single week. They're the new Boilermakers. Instead of the Boilermakers, I'm, I'm Mac Brown in my, my walker um, at 84 years old coaching on the sideline. Look at who you got up next. Next here is we're staying in the Big 12. Another road dog. Oklahoma State at Iowa State. The, the Pokes are catching three and a half. Nick, this is the degenerate under of the week. Oh. The total is 35 and a half. This is going to be one ugly football game. In Ames. <laughs> the, the Bear has a stat where Matt Campbell lines between three and a half and three and a half. He's an atrocious um, – he has an atrocious record against the spread. He was he was six and 20 going into last week's game, then lost outright. So it's now six and 21 at covering those games mm-hmm. within a four-point window. So it's a principal play. Look at – so you like to call it. Yeah. The underdog in this the underdog in this series over the last five years is four zero and one against the spread with three outright three outright upsets. 
Oklahoma State's eleven and six as a road dog since twenty fifteen. Iowa State uh, six eleven and one against the spread in conference games since Brock Purdy left campus. I like Oklahoma State here. Both these teams are coming off the same situation. Both had bad losses to group of five opponents. Oklahoma State's offense is better. Iowa State has the best unit with the defense in this matchup, but I, Oklahoma State's got a better running game. They'll be able to run it, and they'll find a way to – I think they're going to win outright, but you're getting – again, you're getting the insurance with the field goal plus three and a half. We like we really like that number right there under the key, under the key number. So give me the Oklahoma State Cowboys plus three and a half. So you got a principal play, and now it's about time for me to, to share a new principal play coming to 11 personal fall, uh, personnel this fall, and that's the, the Louisville overs. Uh, the Louisville defense, I think you said they dropped 30 points in efficiency just in their first week uh, at Georgia Tech. It's not that good. Indiana can't score points. But they had, I want to say, four scoring opportunities in the second half last week, and they only came away mm-hmm. with two touchdowns. Indiana's offense is inept. Uh, so that, that's why we didn't start it last week. But they're going up against a Boston College team that just put up a ton in a hurry. And I know they got an onside kick, and that helps that in the second half. And they had some weird turnovers by Florida State. But this feels like a game that Louisville's going to score a ton of points in the first half. They're going to play with their food. And then if you can get three scores out of Boston College, this is only 54 and a half, I want to say. If you can get three scores out of Boston College, I, th- this this feels like it'll get home. Uh, Jack Plummer's not very good. That's the only part that I worry about this principal play like it. But he doesn't have to do much work. Just give it to Jamari Thrash. Let Jawar Jordan. Like, that, Jawar Jordan isn't a great down-down running back. But Dune makes big plays. They're very explosive. They got some very explosive playmakers. So e- even if they're not at their best, they got guys that are just going to score some touchdowns off some big plays. So the Louisville over, this is going to be the first of many that we're just going to be tracking week by week. We're starting with Boston College. Yeah, I think Thomas Castellanos has stepped in at quarterback, a dual threat guy, kind of a John Rice Plumley-ish player. Uh, where he's kind of a run-first quarterback and really dangerous in the open field. He's giving them life. He, they gave Florida State all kinds of problems. They outgained Florida State last week up there in Chestnut Hill. Uh, this is really going to test, I think, Louisville's run defense for the first time this season. Um, Louisville's been susceptible against the pass. It's going to look a little different this week, but this is going to be a different challenge. They're going to stretch them um, in, the, in the run game. So I think Boston College is going to score, but their defense is really bad. So Louisville should be able to get north of 30 points here. And so, depending on – you probably need about between 17 and I'd say 24 points to cash this over. Um, you would feel good about – and I think Boston College has got a real good chance to get in that window. So, I, I like this overplay. I, I, the numbers aren't out yet. I wanted to see the team total on Louisville here, mm-hmm. um, where, where that's okay. at, because I think there's going to be some value in that. Because, again, Boston College is really bad on defense. Florida State took their foot off the gas. They probably should have scored 45 in that game. Gosh. So that's in 30 points. nearly 30 points against Boston College. Oh, man. Yeah, they had 31. We needed them to get 35 and a half over and then score in the final 35 minutes of that game. That was brutal beat, but they're, they're not all the worst beats in the world. Um, this one's going to be a good beat luck it. And I think, I, think, I think we're going to have to start having some synergy picks here because I like your last one right now. Lay, lay, lay yeah, it on the people. We mentioned that BYU upset of Arkansas, and we're jumping on the other side. Arkansas is going on the road here. It's a big, 
dog in this game. Plus 17 and a half at LSU. I think it's a little overreaction to what we saw from LSU last week. Nick, the, the last the games since Pittman have been here have all been decided by a field goal. Um, Arkansas LSU. They've all been really close games. Even last year without KJ Jefferson, they played LSU to the wire. Arkansas did. Um, you look at that BYU box score, they had over over 400 yards of offense, held BYU to 200-something yards, but they just ruined scoring opportunities and inopportune turnovers. Um, held them back there. But it's a bounce-back spot for Arkansas in a rivalry game. Arkansas 12-6 and six against the spread as a home, as an underdog, as a straight-out underdog under Sam Pittman. Uh, I think you get an A effort from Arkansas this week. K.J. Jefferson, I, I think, bounces back, has a pretty big game to keep them hanging around. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if LSU pulls away late, but I like Arkansas to keep it within that number. Well, there you have it. This is um, – I think that's – I like that play as well, and I think we're going to start having our own synergy picks of the week. 17 and a half, that's just so many points. Because um, we were on the same page there. I'm, I'm also considering maybe uh, – I'm intrigued by, by Harbaugh coming back. Michigan hasn't covered spread yet, and they get Rutgers, and they've just – I think they've blown the doors off Rutgers in the last couple of years, so I could see him running up that score. Also intrigued by UCLA um, on the road, plus five and a half. We don't know. It's more of a is Cam Rising playing or not sort of deal. Stay away if he's playing. If he's not. Brett McMurphy reported the expectation is he's playing because the line has jumped from four, I believe, to six now in the last few hours. So, So it sounds like Rising, he practiced last week. Sounds like he's going to be full go for the Utes. But Whittingham does not say anything, so you won't know yeah, until true. they come out for warm-ups. Interesting. Interesting. Well, um, like I said, next week we're going to have a synergy bet. We're also going to do things a little bit differently. We're going to go live on the show starting on Friday. And then uh, and then I think we're just going to start doing this thing a day early. Why are we only giving you 24 hours for picks? And we can give you 48. We've been recording these on Thursdays. Um, we're going to have a very special live edition of 11 Personnel Thursday afternoon. It's the first day that gambling, mobile gambling, is open across the state. So we're going to be talking about it on 11 Personnel, on the Pigskin Preview. We've got some special guests lined up, some big-time interviews with Kentucky football players. So we'll like it. We're just – we're rolling a lot out next week for the start of mobile gaming. Might have uh, some new partnerships coming down the pike as well. It's, it's an exciting time now that we won't have to actually, like, go knock on the door at the Red Mouth to, to be able to place a wager here in the Commonwealth. Yeah, it comes right when things really start to heat up after this week. This is the first, I would say, week two was really fun, but this is the first serious, I think, college football. Yeah, yeah. Conference yeah. play starting and – Contenders or pretenders become contenders. Contenders become pretenders um, really quickly here. And you've got we've got some rivalry games. You know, Arkansas, LSU, uh, Ohio State going to Notre Dame. That's a big deal. It doesn't happen mm-hmm. very often. So it's going to be a fun weekend, and all of the weekends from here on out get fun and serious very quickly. Uh, it's going to get serious for the Cats too. Kentucky at Vanderbilt right. Saturday. Look it. Um, I I think I'm leaning for uh, first quarter Cats. Maybe even a first half here. No. Still waiting on those numbers to be posted, but yeah, it feels, I'm not, I'm not feels like Kentucky that. could get out to an early lead. Yeah, yeah, and uh, especially after that tweet from Will Shepard, um, you know, it could just be a girlfriend dumping him, but it also is probably a sign of things are going great down of, there. 
Right, right. So I, I could see Kentucky jumping out to a hot start. I just, I just always worry about Shepard and those wide receivers just busting a couple big plays on a secondary that, you know, a lot of those guys are still pretty inexperienced out there. Mm-hmm. And then Vanderbilt defensive coordinator Nick Howell deactivated his Twitter account this week. Ooh, it's and not good. People like, why is that going on? And they asked Lee about it, and he gave kind of a – because you know, he he's going to get fired. Well, he, needs, he, needs, he needs to have that because mm-hmm. that's part of the job. He's going to have to recruit. But And then he kind of <laughs> talked around that. So that that doesn't that seems like a tenuous situation right now. And uh, he's already botched that OC. Because you remember two years ago, that OC just magically wasn't calling plays week one. Everybody's like, well, what's going on? And he was like, he's taking personal time or something. And they end up – I don't know what happened there. So that's not that's not great, the program management, what we're seeing. Uh, so yeah, I mean that there's. It seems like the season is on the verge of spiraling for Vanderbilt. Um, now, what does that mean? Does it just totally fall apart, or do we get like a circle the wagons moment where they play their Super Bowl on Saturday? Yeah, yeah you don't know. Yeah. You're just going to have to find out. And all the action kicks off noon Eastern, 11 a.m. local time. Luck, it'll be there for KSR with boots on the ground. This has been a fun edition of the Pigskin Preview, brought to you by Prize Picks. Let's get some winners. Let's make some money, and we'll see you next week right here on Pigskin Preview. Cash